back to We Are Already Free, a podcast helping free people and down-to-earth seekers to live their truth and be the change. If you're done with paying attention to buy more of the life you don't want, and you are ready to connect with the curiosity, joy, and wonder that you knew as a child, then this podcast is for you. I'm Nathan Maingard. It's a privilege and an honor to serve you in your path of unfolding and blossoming into the fullness of yourself. And I tell you, I really relate to that path of thinking that the child I was was the one who was wrong. That feeling of being like, well, I guess my curiosity, my joy, my love, my desire for connection and authenticity and belonging, I guess those things aren't what this life is about. So let me try and fit myself into that mold of society. Let's see if I can drink enough and distract myself enough and experience enough depression to finally understand what society is all about. Thank God that over time, my inner authenticity, my inner sense of my inner own sense of direction has pointed me back towards the source, the truth of light and love and the fact that we are all a miracle unfolding into itself and that that's what this podcast is about. Today's episode is a gift of calm for anyone who's been feeling overwhelmed, stressed or stuck. The energetic frequency of our guest, fear, is medicine for gentle surrender to the beauty of this moment. If you are ready to soak in the frequency of surrender, faith, trust, and love, this episode is for you. Based in the countryside north of Stockholm, Fia is a spiritual singer-songwriter who, with her intentional lyrics and catchy melodies, has a unique way of weaving music that empowers the listener to drop deeper into themselves and find their own medicine. Since the release of her debut album, Made of Stars, in 2016, Fia has been touring worldwide and continues to touch hearts wherever she goes. Building a solid platform through social media and word of mouth, Fia took her place as one of the leading voices on the spiritual music scene with Legacy of Light in 2017 and Waterfall of Wisdom in 2019. Both of them, like the debut, were recorded and released through crowdfunding. Since then, several EPs, singles, and various collaborations have taken place, and in the autumn or winter of 2022, she enters the studio to record and create her fourth album. When my sweetheart, Carly, introduced me to Fear's song, Shedding Skins, a few years ago, it instantly became a soundtrack to my own dark night of the soul. It encouraged me to keep going, to befriend the most shadowy, dark parts of myself, and to keep showing up for this present moment. I still listen to it regularly, and I'm so grateful for that song. Some of the things that Fear and I get into in this episode include why making friends with your demons can help you live a better life, why turning inward is the greatest gift for ourselves and all our relations, how spending time in nature is such a good recalibration. Uh, Fear shares a simple way to connect with belonging, purpose, and faith beyond religion. She also shares how her dark night of the soul turned her spark into a fire. Near the end, you'll hear why you should be yourself, stay curious, not take things too seriously, and trust your inner knowing. Thank you, Fear, for being here. What a blessing. Uh, before we get into that, I'd just like to invite you to read the show notes. There's lots of really good stuff there from things we discuss to links where you can connect further with me and with this podcast and support the podcast. It's currently a sponsorless, and I don't know if I want to go in that direction. I would kind of almost prefer if you funded it. If you love this podcast and you want to keep hearing it, we could just make it 
viable together. I think that's rad. So you can go to alreadyfree.me forward slash 017. You'll see there, there's the invitation to join the community, which is one of the best ways to interact more with me, get some weekly breathwork sessions. And we're going to be launching an accountability group and a book club at some point. But for now, it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Um, but it is just a really good way to support this podcast so that I can keep doing it and keep doing it without having to get any sponsors involved. So check it out and let's do this thing. And again, thank you so much to all of you who are listening. It's kind of a wild and beautiful experience to be putting this out there. I'll occasionally get a screenshot or a message on Instagram or WhatsApp when he's very, and someone's just like, dude, this episode's talking to me. And I'm like, oh, what a good feeling. I, I love it so much that I have the opportunity to share something that feels so aligned with our times right now when as the external world gets more and more intense in some ways which we actually talk about I think towards the end of this episode but that feeling of like how intense things are out there how we still have a choice and this podcast by listening to this you are making a choice about where you pay attention what you put your energy into what kind of a life you want to live and who are the people you want to learn from and interact with and engage with. So thank you for choosing me and for choosing this podcast. And yeah, we're going to get into it in just a second. So for now, whatever you're doing, if you can, just taking three gentle breaths. So slowly in your own time, through the nose, in and sigh it out. Another breath. Letting it go. One more breath. Release. And please enjoy this ad-free, lovingly created, deeply calming and relaxing episode with the beautiful, the dear, the beloved, Fear. The question that, I, that kind of connected me with you in the first place is your song, Shedding Skins. I know that was quite a few years ago for you now and... That song has been such a huge part of my life for the last few years. My, my fiance introduced me to it. And I feel like in that song, you just so well capture the medicine of showing up for life. Like what it really takes to actually just fully like come into life. And that's been very helpful for me. And so as we start, I'd love to hear even though that song might be a while ago for you in terms of when it came through, but like what brought that song through for you and how are you embodying that song in your own life? Yeah. First of all, thank you. I'm, I'm happy that that song has felt supportive to you. So Shedding Skins was written when I was taking my first aware steps on my personal journey. And I noticed that a lot of things in my life were shifting as I was opening up my mind and heart as, as it usually does. Because having been around um, the spiritual community for quite some time now, there are certain themes that I notice. And this was one of them, a deep transformation that is kind of like the catalyst to set people off really into their um, soul exploration, if I may call it that. Um, and how one thing usually leads to another and that it takes courage to start that process because often so much of who we thought we were 
dissolve as we go into that space. And that can be absolutely terrifying and exhilarating at the same time, as I'm sure you might recognize. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, everything you're saying. Uh, there's So one of my favorite lines from a, a Ray LaMontagne song, I don't know if you've ever listened to Ray LaMontagne, but he has a song called Empty. And in it, there's a, a, a the third verse, I think, where he talks about... He's, he's, talks, he's talking to his demons, basically, and he says, I lay bare my chest and say, do your best to destroy me because I've been to hell and back so many times. I must admit you kind of bore me. And it's like such a beautiful and, and you obviously talk about making friends with your demons in that song. Could you just share a little more about that, that concept of making friends with our demons? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So naturally, because I'm a songwriter and artist, I love to play with words and poetry and ways of using words to describe my own experience. So when I refer to demons, I refer to the repressed parts of myself, the, the side of my psyche that I might be afraid of, that I have resisted meeting. Um, we often refer to them as our shadows. Um, and I put that in the song simply because I was at the time going through intense meetings with my own demons and naturally whatever is moving in my own experience, you should translate into my music. And I was really trying to be curious about them. These parts of myself that I've shoved away and not given space or been afraid of or been ashamed of. I invited them into my own sacred space when I sat them down and I'm like, okay, hi, let's talk. <laughs> I kind of demystify them and I, I'm, I tried to be welcoming to these uh, sides of myself that felt kind of troubling and disturbing at times, you know, and it doesn't have to be any, any big things. I'm not talking massive stuff though it can be at times but you know just uh the uncomfortable things about ourselves that we rather not look uh, look at and what happened what happened when you sat down with your demons you're like hey so what's up <laughs> <laughs> many things but i think the most immediate one is that um they became a lot less scary and a lot of space was freed up within me I was no longer that that tension and that energy that I had gone into keeping them at bay, keeping them away. That was that energy came back to me when I stopped struggling. And with that with that with that um freed up energy, I could actually resource myself and meet them and see that it's not so dangerous. It's not so scary. And many times what I've noticed in myself is that these rejected parts, they just want to be loved and seen and recognized. And when I do that, I kind of feel like they're, what's the right word? They're, their negative influence instead can become something positive and constructive. Because my perspective of them shifts. 
conversing with our demons. <laughs> I love that. There's a I, there's a line. So I, I don't think I told you this before we got on this call, but I've been a songwriter since I was maybe 14, 15 years old and was professionally uh, playing music for some years. And I'm shifting into a different space right now, but the songs and the stories are still very much a part of it. And there's, there's a line actually. So one of my songs inspired by I always, when I heard that Ray LaMontagne song, I always wanted to have demons in a song. I was like, I totally get it. I've got to have that in a song someday. And so I, <laughs> I wrote a song called In the Shadows and obviously talking about the shadow, like what is in the shadow. And I, I was at that time having this realization like, oh, I've been running away from the stuff that's inside of me. So I would run to a new country or a new home or a new girlfriend or whatever the new job, whatever the thing was. And then within a few months, the same shit would start to happen. Different context, same stuff. And I was like, what is the common denominator here? What is the thing that's, it's me, I'm the one. So, and there's a line in that song that is talking, this, the second verse is still one of my favorite verses. And it says, see me trapped within this construct, beating at the locked up door and gripped tight deep within my fist is the key to all I've missed, that the pain is just the teacher and the cage is just a myth. And so listening to your song, I really get that same sense of like remembrance that to turn inward is the greatest gift any of us can give ourselves and all our relations. Yeah, I absolutely agree. When we um, dare to be curious and go on that uh, self-exploration inside, so much happens. <laughs> and we realize that many times the cages that we perceive, we put either we put ourselves in them or they're not actually cages at all but it's it's simply a construct of our mind and when we start to shift our um the shift the way we think the world around us starts to take a new form i really believe in the the power of freeing ourselves and do you have any particular things that are your personal practices or attitudes or quotes or any of the stuff that kind of helps you to keep turning inward or finding that courage to meet those different parts of yourself? The songwriting is absolutely part of that. It's been from the, from I was little, it has been my own um, self-therapy to write music. And uh, I do that every morning as a way of showing my devotion and commitment to my work. My work, which goes hand in hand with what I feel is my calling here on earth, which is to provide music that is transformative, healing and supportive to people. And um, I really enjoy the idea of becoming as brilliant as I possibly could be and excel in my own craft. And that for me takes daily practice. Mm. And also I live in the countryside, so I move around outdoors a lot. And that is a natural calibration and refocus, being in touch with the natural world. Yeah, thank you for that. I like... I like that idea of shining as brightly as possible as the best way to serve life. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you always kind of, because as you say, you seem very clear when I hear you, clear on what you feel like you're here for and what your service is in this, in this lifetime. And was there a period, was it, did you always have that clarity because you were writing music from very young or like, how did you move into that space or have you always been in that space of kind of, yes, I know what I'm up to. I knew early on that I wanted to work in music and I started writing songs when I was about 10 and then went to, you know, in Sweden, we're lucky to have a very um, a well cared for cultural system when it comes to kids and youths. So there are cultural schools where we we're in, introduced and invited to start playing instruments uh, at around that time, 10, 11. And I began my my journey with the songwriting, but also parallel with uh, uh, studies of the oboe, so a classical Root was the first one that was presented to me, and I thought that I was gonna that I was gonna be a soloist, you know, playing orchestras and such. And then side by side, the the songwriting always developed beside that, and eventually I realized, okay, the classical world is a bit too um, narrow minded, if I may say so, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, quite um, there's a certain way to do things and there's a point to that, but it became boring and kind of subdued my own creative life force. So I chose to shift and uh, shift my focus and where I wanted the music to, where I wanted to go with the music. Um, so to come back to your question, I've always been encouraged to be myself by my family and my friends, and they saw early on that music was a big part of that. So I feel like being able to express myself creatively and playing and singing has really been a way for me to stay in touch with my own um, spark and magic that we all are born with. But we get certain, uh, we get different, um, different opportunities to cultivate and nurture that. And I was, I'm fortunate enough to to have had really great support from the beginning and people who saw me and saw this thing, the music that I found very interesting and exciting. And they said, yes, follow that, follow that. And that has been my red thread all throughout. And then, uh, of course, going through school and being a teenager, all those things, it's intense, it's a lot. Um, but I feel like I, I was able to move through that with, you know, I still felt that spark. And then I, in my twenties, like I, you know, I had a series of events that kind of like really turned that spark into a fire and I was off on my spiritual journey in a more intense way. Hmm. So would you be open, been looking for me. would you be open to sharing a little bit about what those, what, what those spark to flame moments were? Absolutely. So for me, it looked like going into a very, a very sad, a very heavy, a very down space for about one, two years. And that was, um, that was when I was studying music and I was preparing to go to, to college to, to get a good degree in music. And all of a sudden, everything was everything that I had enjoyed doing, such as writing and singing and performing was no longer fun. And I quit the studies. I quit the, I quit the idea of getting into college. And I said, no, that's not for me. 
I don't know what is for me, but I just need to take some time to figure that out. So at the age of, I think, 19, 20-ish, I moved back into my parents' house and I started having different jobs. I worked as a cleaner. I worked in preschool. And then at night, I started going to yoga classes. And that tool of presence and bodily awareness unlocked something in me. So at the end of those classes, I would lie in Shavasana and I would sob. And I felt like something was happening, something was moving inside of me. And I couldn't really understand it. I didn't know what words to put on it, but it was felt. And I was recommended a book, which is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And that book offered me a new way of looking at life and myself and the world, covering the concept and of presence. And so much happened. I had a whole new lens to look at the world through and my music. For the first time, I was able to really detach myself from my music in a way that I was no longer deriving my sense of worth from how I was performing or writing. And that was huge. So that was one of those spark to flame moments. Yeah, it's amazing how sort of similar the the dark night of the soul is. Like the details are always different, but that hero's journey in a way, I don't know if you feel like aligned with that, but I, I really deeply appreciate the hero's journey and how each of us in our own way, or at least so many of the people I speak with, especially those who are awake to their own to life, to the present, to like wanting to live in life in a very sincere way. It seems that we've all gone through these these dark periods, uh, these moments of losing everything and having to, in fact, dissolve. And then that through that, there was the the new blossoming of something that we couldn't have even seen before. So thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, wait. Oh, I was sitting a bit weird there for a moment. My leg went dead. <laughs> um, sure. What do I want to ask you next? I don't even know. I'm just so enjoying. You have a, a real a sense of uh, sort of calm that I'm enjoying just sitting in. And And what is your perspective on, like, in terms of live performance? Because for myself, when I was playing professionally, I tended to kind of struggle, like, playing in... I don't know, a lot of the general music venues that were available or on offer, especially when I was living in London or places like that. And it's, how do you, where does your music come alive and where do you share it so that it can come alive? I have been, throughout these years, I've been growing a network of beautiful friends and colleagues who also are passionate about bringing medicine music, spiritual music, music with meaning and deeper message, whatever we choose to call it, to to the community and to the wider world. So I've been blessed to have the support in bringing my music into spaces where it is best received, such as um, often it's alcohol and substance-free spaces, 
which mm, just by taking away any kind of intoxication, people are naturally more present. They are invited to actually be there with you, which creates a, a beautiful energy to work with. And I love playing life. It is one of the most beautiful feelings and accelerations of being human for me personally. And because so much of my work happens when I'm alone, you know, I sit here in my house and I write every day. So when I get out on the road, there is an element that I can only get there, which is a direct transmission moment and a direct contact and a direct response because there's an audience if they are not vibing with what I'm doing, I am sure to be made aware of that. <laughs> but also the other way around, that if I do something that's really great, they will let me know, you know? So I, I love playing live and I've done it for a long time now. And it's one of the most precious, most dear places for me to be in. Yeah, there is something just irreplaceable about that live exchange of energy that just... Yeah, you, what I thought of was when you said about alcohol and everything, I was thinking um, some many years ago now, I was invited, I was on a little tour in South Africa and I was invited to play at a friend of my brother's house. And there was this whole, there's a whole long story of how this unfolded, but it was, and so I arrived at this this person's beautiful home and they, it was like between me and the rugby now, I uh, South Africa is very big on rugby, and it was a it was a rugby day. So, so I think mm. I was going to play before the rugby, and then. But anyway, whatever the the case was, it happened that they didn't. They just recorded the rugby, and we had this music experience. And at one point, and it was amazing because it was generally not what I would have thought of as like my audience or the audience for my songs generally. But then, ha about halfway through, we were having a really good time. It was enjoyable, and this this man's. Um, who had invited me, his mother, it was her home. She came up to me and said, you know, would you read out the the blog post you wrote? Because basically her son had had donated money towards something I was doing a while before and had sent me a beautiful message about, I just, he's like, I just see what you're doing. You, you, you're really being honest and you're being real. And I know how hard it is in this world. So here's some money to just help you along the way. And I just broke, it just broke me open. Like I was just sobbing, you know, and I wrote this blog post about it, but I didn't expect that while I was playing the show that his mom would come up and, and hand me a computer and say, would you read out this blog post you wrote? And and so here I am with these this group of people who who are we're gonna watch rugby and and drink and and barbecue all afternoon. <laughs> and here we are in this intense space. And I start reading this blog post and I start just crying, just just sobbing, just like as I'm reading it, the tears are just falling. And I look up and everyone around me is just crying. And we're all just crying together. It was the most like magic is just so always available. I think that's like, it's just, I never know when it's going to hit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, thanks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's stunning. Yeah, that's a good one. I love those moments mm. so much. The, the magic of connection. That's actually all I think we're looking for on so many levels. It's just to connect, just to be with each other. Absolutely. I, I look at the world and I sense that so many of us are looking for a sense of belonging and many of us are looking for a sense of purpose and a sense of faith, a faith that is beyond religion and that construct and that uh, 
that way of approaching spirituality. And I believe that musical spaces, for example, can be a touch point for that. Because music goes directly in, it speaks to us in a deep way that few, that few things does. And it has potential to be so healing and transformative. We all can recognize that, hearing the exact right song at the exact right time. That is simply what I mean when I say medicine. The thing that you need when you need it. And um, so what I want to say with that is that it's important for, if anybody listens to this who makes this kind of music or provides these kinds of spaces, know that it's valid and that is really needed right now places outside of organized religion where people can gather and uh, connect with the divine in a way that feels right to them. So a musical space can be like a very free and open arena for that because everybody has their own experience of what is happening rather than this, I'm going to read to you from a book that tells you what your experience is, is to be. And I enjoy that. I enjoy being part of that movement. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. What do you, right now, just talking about the world and what we're all looking for and what we all need, things are obviously, I mean, not obviously, but to me, things seem quite intense right now in three-dimensional time, linear reality. How do you feel about what you're witnessing in the world at this time? And then how are you meeting that in your own life? I feel and see that people are becoming more aware of um the fact that they are important. I believe that one of the big things that we've been told as a collective in society is that we are, that there's no meaning to being here, that the sense of hopelessness that is often broadcasted. So I feel what I see is that people are realizing that I do have a value and it's not from a um, an ego pumping up perspective like oh I'm so freaking important but it's like it's from a just realization that yes I'm important and so are you 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 and when we people start to move from a sense of uh, beautiful self-worth people create so much change without even knowing it like when they treat themselves better, they treat others better. So I think it's it's very basic. I see people going into themselves and resolving the pain points and all the knots inside their own psyche and bodies. And through doing that, they become better humans. They become kinder. And it becomes this beautiful snowball effect of that. And some of us have been doing that for many, many, many years. And some are just now becoming aware that, oh, wait, I have, a, I have a choice. I have a choice in how I approach my own life, myself, my family, you know. And I feel like it's being talked about. It's been being talked about for so many years. Like, it's so intense right now. <laughs> it's so much happening. Like. And uh, yeah, I think that's just also being part of being human. It's a lot. And um, I think the beauty is 
that with more and more people who are doing this, call it soul exploration, the more people we have who are also equipped to support others in that, in that realm. Like this, this sense of friendship that transcends um, space and time, simply like being able to connect at a deeper level is what I'm trying to get at. Like, I see you. Hey, I know what it's like. <laughs> and let's do the best out of it, right? Let's help each other. <laughs> I enjoy you very much, Fia. You, you are <laughs> just, you got a beautiful uh, way of speaking, a soft roundness in the way that you explore and share. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. There's a, when you were speaking now, just at the end, uh, something came up for me, a poem I, I recently wrote called, I love being me with you. And that's really what I hear you saying. It's just, I resonate with that. It's just, I love being me with you. That's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good vibes. Sometimes it's funny, this conversation in a way, it's like, I feel like there's so much going on that is not about words that I'm just like floating in a little ocean of meaning, which is rare for me because I'm very wordy. I love words. <laughs> I'm all about words. But um, so it's fun. It's fun doing a podcast where it's like, wait, let's just sit for 20 minutes and just enjoy the, the ocean of, of meaning. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. I'm also in a bit of a, I'm in a bit of a silly mood today because I had a, I had some friends come over this morning for breath work and an ice bath on my on my caravan deck and we in the breath work for whatever reason I don't know something released in like my psoas or in my diaphragm and I just was laughing hysterically for a while which is I mean I haven't done that much in in those kind of journeys, either it's like, I feel good or I'm sad or angry or like big, but just to actually hysterically. And since then I, I find myself, I've been chuckling all day, basically. So you find me chuckling today. <laughs> I love that. It's a good space to be in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. So you, one of the things that just from like a songwriting perspective that I found a bit weird and I'd love to hear your thoughts on is, it's like, if you're writing every morning, you must have a lot of songs. How do you care for them all? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. I believe that if I just keep on creating, every now and then there's a golden nugget. And I know when I have written a golden nugget song. I feel it inside myself. I know, for example, I, when I wrote Time for Greatness, when I wrote that song, I'm like, whoa, I could hear people singing along. I'm like, All right, this is one of them. It's one of them. It's, and it's simply a knowing. And I think that comes with um, uh, having done it for such a long time. I have a sense of what works and not. And then also because I have a spiritual perspective when I write. I sense it energetically. And uh, so, yeah, there are, uh, I have tons of songs that never anyone else but me and these four walls here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's good. I, I feel like I'm still, I'm working towards letting go of, I get so hooked on each thing I create. I'm like, this thing has to be a thing. And then sometimes it isn't. Mm -hmm. And I get sad about that. But I, mm -hmm. I like the that attitude of just, 
understanding that some things are meant to to just be expressed and let go of and some things are meant to be expressed and shared and and have a wider mm. impact i appreciate that beautiful do you ever write anything other than songs or like poems or just anything else no i did when i was younger yeah no everything turns into songs here <laughs> yeah. it's funny you say that i i just started writing um spoken word poetry just about two years ago it's been a shift for me I, I was finding myself very stuck in in writing music. Uh, I just felt like I, I, I was lost. I, I just didn't wasn't fun anymore. Kind of what you like, similar to what you were talking about. And and when I started writing spoken word poems, it's like I could go much longer, and I don't have to worry as much about the rhythm and the structure. So there's a sense of freedom that I've experienced. But what I just was thinking recently is that so many of them, like, I love being me with you. We are already free. You are the medicine. All these things. I was like, those are all such good choruses. Like, those lines are all such good. They would make really good songs. So who knows? Maybe that'll happen. I love everything that comes into my field that fuels me in any way. Mm. And I welcome that. Because it's all creative energy. Well, Fia, I'd just love to ask you this question, which is when you hear we are already free, what does that mean for you? The realization that it's a, it's a shift in awareness that we can make at any moment. Yeah, I feel that. If there was something that you could kind of, like a piece of advice that you would offer either to your younger self or to someone else who is maybe just beginning their journey of connection inward or of maybe having a conversation with their demons or anything like that. Is there anything you might want to say to that person? Be yourself. Really try and be yourself. And that can be scary and hard at the beginning, but like at the essence, you know who you are. So be that. And um, have a sense of curiosity when you move around and don't take things too seriously. And uh, trust yourself, first and foremost. There, even in the spiritual world, there are going to be uh, authoritative figures that really want to show you how it's done and such. And take what you resonate with and leave the rest. Yeah, I've, thank you so much for that. That really <laughs> resonates with me. Just I, I keep seeing people... Just in, especially when you sit around spirituality in the spiritual world, I see how many times people meet someone who they admire for whatever reason, and then they just hand all their power over to that person and say, okay, well, you must have it all together. So I'll just give it all to you and, and help fix me. And that just tends to go very badly. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Yeah, a deeply human thing, mm. right? We are so many of us are grown up in in outsourcing our power and getting the validation from the outside. Um, so it's a practice of um, building that deep sense worth and uh, learning how how learning to trust how I move in the world and really listening to the wisdom that is in within me. And that takes courage because it's often it's a big shift from how we've lived the majority of our lives. So, yeah, be curious. Yeah, be curious. I, <laughs> and don't believe everything. Don't believe everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said. There's, you've, just re, re, I've, you've just sort of clarified something for me, which is that, so my intention for this year, as the years turned over, I was like, what's an intention or something I'd like more of in my life this year? And it was consistency. And it really has been 
like that practice of can I keep showing up for the things that are important to me, even if I don't see results immediately, or even if they don't turn out the way I think they should, can I just keep showing up for that? So you've really reflected that for me in this conversation around that your daily practice of creation, like that's very, I've been trying to build, develop one of those again for a while, or I wouldn't say trying, I've been thinking about it a lot and then not prioritizing it. So that helps me to, to reprioritize something important. And then you've also said the words curiosity, which has been like huge for me recently. I, I keep using it when I'm facilitating breath work and facilitating these processes that I'm supporting people with. I keep saying to them, if you can just stay curious. So thank you as well for reflecting curiosity because I just, it's one of the sweetest ways to approach life, I think. No matter what's happening, it's like, oh, well, that's an interesting feeling. Oh, I'm in an bath and I think I'm dying. Oh, that's so interesting. What does that feel like? <laughs> like? So, and then finally you've said the other word, which has come up a lot recently is courage. So consistency, curiosity, and courage. And, and after I facilitated a men's circle on, on here for breathwork and ice bath a few weeks ago, someone sent me a song called courage by villages. And it's the most beautiful song. And I just feel like courage is such a theme for me at the moment. So you have literally encapsulated the, the three themes of my year, consistency, curiosity, and courage. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Fia. Well, I mean, I feel I feel so honestly complete. Like I just am so have so enjoyed this little piece, and I know that anyone listening is going to be feeling super calm and super connected right now. And at least that's what I imagine, and and I I feel that in myself. So I imagine they'll feel that too. So, um, just to before we part, if people want to find your music further, which I highly recommend, uh, where would you direct them to? You can find me on almost all streaming platforms. So you search Fia. And I pop up there uh, on all social platforms. My handle is this is Fia Music, and my website is fiasmusicofficial.com. Official and all. Well, thank you, Fia. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to share? I just I'm just feeling very happy over here. <laughs> no, same. I'm just uh, very yeah. I'm in a good space too. I'm happy that we got to have a chat today. Me so too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're bringing for the reflection. I, I feel like ah, it's a gift. It's like meeting you and speaking with you. You reflecting a part of myself and reminding me about a part of myself that is very beautiful. And it's just like so. I, I feel very grateful to have had this opportunity. And and thank you again for your beautiful music and for everything you're doing. And yeah, I wish you wish you so well on the path and hope to connect again soon. Thank you. Thank you. So often I realize that I feel as though I need to do something to make it all work. And this episode was such a teacher for me in just letting go. Just take another breath, slow it down, feel into the moment. And then whatever action I need to take comes out of that. There's a natural flow of action from presence, from being. So thank you, Fear, for reminding me of that. Really an honor to have you on. What a pleasure. You can find links to some of the things we discussed and, yeah, just kind of dive a little deeper into Fear and her work, which I highly, deeply recommend. It's F-I-A, in case that wasn't clear before, but you can find links to her Instagram, her music, etc. at alreadyfree.me forward slash 017. 
That's also where you can support this podcast, which I do deeply invite you to do. If you haven't yet, please leave a review. If you're on Spotify, on the app, it's as simple as opening the app and tapping the star. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave a written review that makes a massive difference. And only the country you're in, so if you're in... South Africa, for example, only people who are in South Africa will see your review. So what I would love is that wherever you are in the world, people all over the world leaving written reviews so that anyone who opens it up wherever they are in the world will see, wow, this is something that I can connect with that's going to support me in my growth, my transformation, my connection to my beautiful authenticity, my childlike wonder. So thank you so much for your generosity of time that you've listened to this whole episode. I hope that you found as much value and calm and connection in it as I did. And again, please do support the podcast either by reviewing or sharing with your friends or sharing with me, letting me know how it lands for you. Or if you'd like to support financially, that would be amazing. You can go to alreadyfree.me forward slash 017. And there is a link there to join the community, which helps to support the podcast and also gets you access to some breathwork videos and some other beautiful things that I'm working on and just connecting in just as we feel, heal and grow into ourselves and into the blossoming of our authenticity uh, yeah just be, means a lot to have the support to keep this podcast going abundantly thank you again beautiful listener you are splendid you are enough you are already free i love being me with you i'm so grateful to be on this path i'm gonna get myself out into the sunshine take a moment to celebrate this beautiful life out there in the world i hope that you do the same thank you again i'll see you next week